Okay, so welcome to another episode of the Phoenix Mystery School. I am sitting here with David Korczynski. He is a Mindscape instructor. He's also a body talk practitioner. I've known him since 2014, and he's an incredible facilitator. Thank you so much for coming on to this, David. Oh, thank you, Cassandra. Thanks for having me. I hope you're doing well today. I am. Thank you. And you as well. Thank you. So I do have some questions for you because you've been in the body talk world, so the energy side of things for quite a number of years. Right. And I would like to know, like, why did you decide to get into body talk? So my journey at that stage was having some health challenges and which I, I think through the years have found out that's often people are brought to body, the world of body talk through personal health challenges, which was my initial link to that, having a session or two or three and recognizing the quite amazing potential of body talk and then getting into the system through. So that's, that's the quick intro into that is, is starting off from a personal standpoint is um, wanting better health. Amazing. Really cool. And then shortly after that, you decided you wanted to teach Mindscape as well. It was quite shortly after that. Uh, you are indeed correct. I I know that I took the initial, the first module for Body Talk, um, probably in the spring of 2003. And the next module within the Body Talk system for me was indeed Mindscape. And that mm -hmm. was it was amazing and frustrating and and just i found it so intriguing that very soon after i thought this is really something i could um i could see myself diving deeper into expanding on it and eventually indeed instructing so here we are today yeah and what was your favorite part about taking mindscape when you first got introduced to it what was it that drew you to that class I think the bridge to the intuition and the manifestation portions were immediately apparent. It was something that for me, not, not being necessarily the strongest of, of an intuitive at that point, um, being more of a rational thinker, that kind of approach, it was not just interesting. It was quite fascinating how one can tap into their, deeper sense of the world and energy and just seeing how being more focused and being more directed with your mind's energies can really uh, manifest success in so many different ways, including health, prosperity, and all those kind of things. So mm -hmm. it was, it was seeing that if you want to call it the other side of life, there are probably several sides of life and multiple. So it's not just a coin with two sides for sure, but it's, it's a matter of if, if you would boil approaches, you know, the human approach down to thinking or intuition, we can use both and we can use both in a very strong way and we can, we can improve on all of it. So that was, um, that's where I really started to dig in. Amazing. And I know with your background, a lot of it is more corporate too, like more logical left brain type thinking. Yes, I think is important for listeners to know too, that 
you don't have to see yourself as like this spiritual intuitive person to go into mindscape. It's applicable for a wide variety of people. Applicable all across the board. Definitely. I find that when I, when I would approach corporate sessions, I did, um, I, I facilitated sessions for many years, um, companies of all sizes, uh, various countries and, you know, humans are human, you know, we're all, there aren't that many types of human beings. I guess the approaches are, we're all, you know, infinitely great and there's that, but yet there's the approach to the business world and the corporate world, which is, has its own energy to it. And you can still take Mindscape into that realm without having to, you know, present yourself as a, a strictly, you know, spiritual approach. And yet it can all be in the background to aid you in your, you know, in your success in business and helping others be successful. And just seeing that opening up your broader sense of energy into whatever you undertake can be so powerful and helpful that it still just, it still just fascinates and amazes me to this day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. And you mentioned that you've been to many other countries as well. Uh, yes. And, um, you know, getting to teach in person in, in other countries, such a, it's such a blessing and an honor and noticing the, the consistency of the human animal is really quite something. Uh, people are people no matter where you go. And it's interesting, you know, the, the different cultures still do come, come through quite strongly. And yet within that, I believe that it's not people just are not that different at the base and mm -hmm. you can still, there's such a commonality and that's something that you can really lock into. And if you want to say exploit for everybody's success, I think that's fair to say, because, you know, humans want health and prosperity and they want success and it doesn't matter where you go that people want more knowledge and want to say, be better at what they're doing and be able to bring their best self to their day to day. So mm -hmm. I think there's so many commonalities that way that we can sort of draw upon in our approaches and in our interactions with each other. Absolutely. I so agree with that. I just want to take a moment to celebrate that fact that you've had so many really interesting experiences. And also you have gone to many different places to bring this type of a course, which you can already tell that this is a course that's widely wanted for all these different reasons that you're explaining as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mindscape is universally applicable. And while it's tempting to say that everybody should have Mindscape, I think what, I, what I've noticed is that when people are ready for it and they're hungry for that next step in their life, that it's a perfect course for them. <laughs> I certainly don't want to see people, if you want to say drag kicking and screaming into a Mindscape seminar, not helpful for any of us. But when somebody's open to possibility, that's, that's the only thing that's necessary because Mindscape, it really breaks down a lot of paradigms of how most of us were brought up to believe and what level our minds can reach and the power and the level that uh, our minds can achieve in life. 
And there is quite a big step during the Mindscape seminar where you really have to let go a lot of what you think you know about how the mind works in this world. And when you're ready for that, it's easier. Mm -hmm. um, it's maybe I should say it's simple, but not easy. Exactly. That's one of my favorite sayings. I say that all the time. Excellent. And, you know, if you're not, if you're not ready for it, then, you know, wait, wait another month, six months. But when you're, when you're ready to really look at that aspect of, of the world, the universe, then, then it's time for Mindscape. Mm -hmm. And I can so agree because I took Mindscape 10 years ago, just about now. Nice. And that was one of the biggest things that I found is that I had to let go of how I thought the world even functioned on some level. It's fascinating. Yeah. So it's, it's really a mind trip in such a positive way. And you have to, to, to get your maximum value, you really have to bring a sense of playfulness to your attendance with the material, with your application of the material. The more you can free your, your expectations and your, your limits, the more you can open yourself up to possibility, right. the stronger it is for you. And the more enjoyable as well. And when you're enjoying your yourself and your life and your interaction with the world and, and others and things and stuff, then life can flow a lot easier. Absolutely. Yeah. That's actually a really good lesson for people to actually remember too, is bringing that sense of play in anything that they do, especially these kinds of courses, because it just allows you to be more present Oh, I like that. The present moment. Mindscape is so present moment. It's uh, that's another one of the great benefits is to use it properly and well and to get, again, the maximum out of it. We need to be right there with it right now. And once and while that might sound daunting to newcomers, it's I assure you that once it's it becomes like a a soundtrack to your life and it can just play in the background but as long as it's playing you're benefiting from it and yet it it really enables you to experience the present moment in such a brilliant and bright and clear way uh, definitely I, I love that thought of the present moment yeah absolutely thank you I'm curious what kind of successes have you had in the class that people have utilized Mindscape for or they kind of blew themselves away with what they were able to achieve. I think that student feedback is so much of what, of what we take away as uh, facilitators, whether it be a Mindscape or the corporate work that I did is that when we, when we hear about one or two things for each participant, they say, now I can see something that I can do differently on a day-to-day -day basis it will improve my life it's massive so people saying that now I trust my intuition for example that's a huge one for Mindscape it's that I can not just set a goal but I can achieve it and I'll achieve it easier and more quickly so it's it's those kind of things that really um it, it really drives a, a big part of the motivation and it's a satisfying aspect of the of the realm of facilitating. Mm -hmm. I absolutely agree. Having that feedback is really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm curious too, because I know eventually, like once 
you learn Mindscape and you start to use it more day to day, what are some things that you utilize Mindscape for? Well, it can be as simple as arriving to your destination when you're driving somewhere in a, in a, a timely and safe way. And it can be as big as reaching your next career, career goal or getting through a, a big health challenge. And when we look at both the big and the small aspects of it, I think we want to find a balance because eventually you can look at the really big issues in your life via the prism of Mindscape for a huge support and huge benefit. And yet you want to balance it out with some of those little things in life, which is just have a nice experience with your, you know, if you wake up and you have affirmations in the first place, I think it, it takes it deeper and it enables you to lock those in in a stronger way and be more true to your, to your priorities in life. Really, mm-hmm. I think it, Mindscape is, is a perfect way to prioritize because when you spend time with it, it can quickly become apparent where you, what you're drawn to in your own world with your own goals because most of us have multiple goals in this life in this world whether it's health family friends business success um, artistic success and enjoyment of life and all the above yet we can't tackle it all at once so i think we have to recognize our priority deep down and it's <laughs> different for everybody and once we can sort those out you can start knocking over those bowling pins one at a time and yet they're the ones that matter to you most and that will that will resonate to the rest of your life and it really can it just you lift your own boat up that way and you you get a greater perspective of of your potential and your abilities mm-hmm. amazing so a lot of what i'm hearing with you facilitating this class is that some of the areas that you really like to focus is guiding others into actually meet more of their potential, more of their intuition, but their mind's capability as well. It's very important to me to find out what has brought someone to study Mindscape and to learn it. And Ultimately, it doesn't matter what I do with with my Mindscape and everyone's Mindscape is unique to that individual, which is Mm -hmm. always really cool. And yet I want to hear from students what matters to them, help them find that, help them bring Mindscape into their life, but recognize ultimately you bring, each of us brings Mindscape into our our own life and that's the only way it is. And so there's um, there's always a sense of, having to just dive into that pool and encouraging people to do so, you know, you, you kind of have to leave the nest on your own and you have to, you have to take that leap of faith and that, and that leap of trusting your skills with it. But mm-hmm. it's, it's watching that process. It's listening to people. It's, it's getting them past a few of the barriers that I, I, I completely relate to because everyone starts with their first Mindscape class and you don't become an instructor just because you studied for a couple of days on a weekend many years ago, or, you know, even use it well because of that. Right. Still, you know, you want to nurture that joy of using it. You want to nurture that person's knowledge base that they can bring those skills together 
on their own because it is a personal journey and we can we love sharing stories during the seminar we always encourage study groups uh post seminar they're all helpful completely and yet you know when when the meeting's over uh and everyone goes back to their day-to-day -day life uh, you know we're all on our own at that stage and we have to be able to dive back in happily easily and all the rest so i think it's leading people to a sense of i can get there i can do this and i'm fine with it and mm -hmm. once in a while if i share stories with fellow mindscapers that's great and it boosts me um but ultimately when you know when it's just me and four walls around me i can still use this to my benefit and benefit of those around me absolutely amazing and i think one of the favorite things about the classes that I've done with you over the last year, I think year and a half, it's been really interesting because you bring a lot of knowledge to the table as well, a lot of experience. But other than that, the one thing that I love about you is how you connect individually and how you choose your words as well. You're very intentional. And I think that's also important to know with each class what the facilitator, what their personality is. And I love how you connect with each student individually and as a whole and bring that sense of safety and that sense of care to the class. Well, uh, those are very kind words and I appreciate it so much. And, and I'll speak to that. And yet at first, it makes me think of what your approach is when you not just facilitate, but when even when you coordinate, you, you just throw yourself at your clients in such a positive and supportive way that it's um, it's very inspiring, and I see that the people that you you bring into your world are just are so keen and they're so just engaged and they're willing to engage and explore all these realms of the universe that are are there for all of us. And I'd like to think that I noticed the things that you mentioned about my approach and. Well, to start with, um, didn't come easily. I'll assure you about mm -hmm. that. Uh, you know, that's years and years of facilitating and sometimes getting knocked down, but always picking yourself back up and saying, what can I do a little bit better next time or a lot better? Yeah. And what worked well, what didn't, how can I help these people in an even better way and help them find the material and find themselves in the material mm -hmm. and Yes, I, I certainly appreciate your kind words. And it's always um, it's always a bit of a, you know, there's there's some effort and there's some needing to stay in that present moment. It's not always easy. I spoke of it earlier. And yet that can be something that is, that can maybe not be so easily held uh, on a class by class basis. But the more you can be there, it's a reminder that if I'm present with, with my material and my students at the time, I'm at my best self, not always easy. Yeah. And yet when we get there, I think it's, it's more satisfying for everybody because you can respond to what's in front of you rather than relying on just uh, your books and your written material and all the rest. And you can respond to and really get to the issue quicker that way. Absolutely, yeah. Well, thank you as well for your kind words about how you view me too. I really appreciate that. 
Mm-hmm. And I also love the realness too, about you talking about how you've had to do a lot of self-reflection. And I think you're such a good model for others, not just people taking your class, but in general, to be self-reflective and self-responsible. And that's really important with anything that you do, because truly you can take a thousand classes, but unless you have that self-responsibility and that self-reflection and putting forward that, I don't want to say discipline, that's not the right word, but I guess motivation in some way, right? To actually utilize what you're learning. I like that thought. It's, it's a sense of, we have to, we have to dive into the world somewhere. We have to say, I'm keen to learn. I, I, I know there's a big world out there, a big universe, and I want to be a, a part of it in, in a bigger ways. And, and we show up to, to courses and seminars and, and into the world and, and mm-hmm. with that keenness, which is great. But then you have to, you also have to dive back into the world somewhere and say, okay, day to day, what am I doing with this uh, material, this stuff? Um, where can I, how can I utilize my talents in the best way to benefit my family, myself, uh, my network, those kind of things. And discipline is part of it though, too. It, it, it's, it's to say, okay, um, maybe, maybe life's feeling a bit routine right now, but I have to, sometimes it's a slog, no matter what you're doing, no matter how much you love your job and your, and your role and all that. There's mm-hmm. always a bit of a grind to whatever we choose to take on in this world. And that's just the wheel of life. And, and we're all caught up in it. And there's no doubt about that. But I think it's sometimes you just need to get that broader perspective on things and to, um, you know, take a take a different approach even for ourselves and be willing to be flexible in our approach too. Yeah, I so agree. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh. And yeah, and with Mindscape too, like I know me and you have chatted about this, but how else would you explain it other than the intuition? Because I know I've kind of pigeonholed myself at times (laughs) with explaining Mindscape and equating it to solely intuition, but that's only a small part of it. Well, it's a big, small part of it. And it's a big, big part of it. So we don't, I don't would never downplay the intuitive aspect of Mindscape because it it certainly comes from that realm. Um, goal setting, goal achieving, it's really about manifestation in so many ways. It's to improve whatever it is you do. I'm back to the big generalization there because there's I know it it really can improve whatever you do in this world and whatever matters to you that you can take those bigger steps more quickly to get where you want to be. And when you can, one thing we have in, in our, in our marketing material, I'm actually going to read from that. When it comes to optimal health, when your mind is clear and focused on positive outcomes, the body will follow. Mm. Now, if you're listening to the podcast and you'd write that down, it seems simple. We're back to simple, but not easy because when you can be clear on what your, what your achievements are and you want them to be, but they have to be present moment. You have to be with that. So bringing things into a present moment, massive, deeper intuition, that's massive. 
goal achieving, well, you know, again, that's people think about, well, you know, make your lists and make your, and that's important. And that is, that's a huge part of it. But what's, how do you bridge those gaps between writing down your goals and then manifesting them into your life? I think Mm -hmm. that was such an unknown for so many years. And Mindscape is one of the strongest options that you have for that because it answers so many of those in-between questions from starting with your goals to noticing that, well, you've achieved your goal. So we have to bridge that gap somehow. And I believe Mindscape is probably the most powerful way you can do that. Absolutely. I so agree. It's been such an interesting journey with this class in general and just utilizing it day to day. And something that actually came to my mind recently with it, and I don't know if you would agree, I know we talk a lot about the mental capacity, but do you think it also bridges the disconnect that some people might have between the head and the heart? Like the logic and the emotional side? Right. It's, um, it really does. It's, it is, I, you know, again, it, it's, I'm not going to say Mindscape's the only way to achieve whatever we've talked about that would be a bit a lot disingenuous really and yet it's such a strong way and with so many practitioners and mindscape in the world it's got a strong matrix it does that but the head and the heart issue what i what i also know about that is so the short answer is yes it's the bridge for those two aspects of self and yet it expands and and increases and improves both because when you bring a strong rational mind to the class, we can work with that. Uh, that was my stronger beginning to mindscape journey is bringing that more rational side to it. And there are so many ways you utilize that rational side to actually take advantage of your intuitive side. And even the heart side, I'm not saying intuitive is only heart because I think intu- intuition is bigger than just the heart. It's the gut. It's yep. even the brain. It's all that but I hear you in terms of that duality that many of us operate within the head and the heart. Um, you know, you want to, you, you want to improve your grasp of yourself in both senses. And then that allows you to take, <clears throat> I guess I'm caught up in my own, my own head and heart issue right now. <laughs> no, it's all fine. So mindscape really, it bridges that. It lets you be more aware of your sense of both within yourself and it also allows so it allows you to be stronger in your approach from those and to really get your your messages from both you're you're right there there's there can be a conflict between our head and our hearts individually and collectively that's for sure and but on an individual basis we can start to be our own be our own counsel when it comes to that you know what's important to me sometimes you go after the head um, you know, the, the ideas you have in your head compared to the ones you have in your heart, other times, vice versa. And then you can also, that sense of priority, what, what matters to you right now. Sometimes the rational side is the way to go. I never want to downplay either side between rational and intuitive. You want to just say, well, which one's better? The only answer I have to that is yes. And it's both. And it's, and it's beyond that as well. Mm -hmm. I think that, um, you know, when we're, when we're strong in the heart, I think sometimes that can leave people a bit vulnerable to not, not being able to bring things into the more concrete realm 
that their <laughs> world of feelings and ideas is a bit overwhelming. And so that can have its own mini paralysis to it. So I think we can, we can help people work with Mindscape to then implement things into this world and bring them out of the realm of just feelings and an emotion and then still turn that into positive results in this world. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm at with that in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Cause you brought really good examples for either end as well, like being the rational side and bringing in more of that emotional intuitive felt sense, but then the opposite too, of where you can be deep in that felt sense, but then also need some structure to allow your intuition to actually fly even further. You do. And if we, if we can learn to tether our intuition again to this, to this world, and if you want to, you know, knock on your desk or, or feel your feet on the floor or something to say that, yes, we still live in this world <laughs> and people with strong intuition still benefit from Mindscape in a huge way because there's that tether now and that structure. People with a strong structure, such as my approach was prior to, you know, utilizing Mindscape in a bigger way is that's fine too if you're more structured because of all the little things we do to build Mindscape during the seminar and beyond, you then within that structure, allow your intuition to absolutely just go wherever it needs to go and to watch it and to play with it and to benefit from it. So we want, we want to be stronger in both and it doesn't matter if one's stronger than the other, we're still going to be great with Mindscape. We're still going to benefit um, either one is not the answer and it's kind of an all of the above thing, but when you're ready for that journey and to just kind of dive in there and trust yourself and trust, trust the material, mm-hmm. then it's, then amazing things can, uh, w- will come your way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's still one of my favorite things about your approach is that it's more so about harmony of everything versus one being better than the other. It's really creating that connection between all parts of you and how you also connect with the world. Definitely. And flexibility, I think is, is huge in, in that equation because some days you're just not, even your, your favorite mindscape approach might not be working on a particular day. So you might have to take a few seconds and ground yourself in your thoughts and in your abilities and say, what else is there for me today? And and I want to be open to success today. And yet it's going to have to be a different approach. Mm-hmm. So being able to play with the ideas and play with, play with your skills and abilities and being open to possibility, I think is, is so important. And just being a mindscaper is a quick way to remind yourself of that, that while well, I took that leap of faith and that my I shattered a few paradigms in that seminar. And, you know, I'll admit once in a while you can take that for granted and you catch yourself and you say, okay, um, let's just be thankful and grateful that we've worked through some of these big paradigms and we've expanded them. And let's just, you know, let's either get back to work or get back to enjoying this and all of the above, because the more you play with concepts and are willing to be flexible and playful with it, I think, you know, success and prosperity and health and all those things, just they'll come a little bit easier more of the time. Yeah. Amazing. 
Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your experience today. I appreciate everything that you've brought forward, not just about this class, but there's been so many really good, like gold nuggets in here for people just in general to listen to and to remind themselves of. So thank you so much for joining me today and talking about this. And thank you so much for having me. It was absolutely an honor and pleasure to be with you today, Cassandra, and to be chatting about this material. And, uh, and I know we'll be uh, carrying this forward in a big way. Absolutely. Any lingering thoughts that you have for any of the listeners who are ready to take that leap of faith? When you're ready, then it's going to be fascinating for you. It's going to be enjoyable. It's going to be easier. You're going to just find so much flexibility of self and approach and you'll just, you'll have a great time with Mindscape and you'll be able to just benefit in so many ways that I hope you'll join us soon. And I look forward to having you in the seminar. Amazing. Thank you so much, David. Thanks, Cassandra.